0: We're located in the market media building it's located at 203 east college avenue sweet c in divine texas plus if you need to get any other information from the church you can do all of this at our church website at calvarydivine.org that's calvarydivine.org here's today's teaching with that being said let's go ahead and stand as we're going to get into the book of mark chapter 7 verses 23 14 through 23 Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile him? Since it enters not into not his heart, but his stomach and is expelled. Thus he declared all foods cleaned are clean. And he said, what comes out of a person is what defiles him for from within out of the heart of man comes evil thoughts, sexual morality, uh, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. Let's pray. Uh, Father God, we do come before you, Lord, and these are only 13 sins, but these are 13 sins that Jesus, your, your son, Uh, particularly picked out and 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 i i pray lord i at the end of the day what we're praying for i know this is not an easy message um and, and what i mean by that is i we all struggle with with forms of sin in some in some way at some time uh but i pray that that what we remember is that is if we belong to you we have the power of the holy spirit in us we have victory um, you have victory over sin, but we know that, uh, that you've defeated it. And I pray that uh, if there's anyone here that's convicted with anything, that, uh, that they would just turn that over to you and repent. And at the same time, that there's somebody that doesn't know you, hasn't made the choice to follow you, that may be even watching online, uh, that they would come to know you. Uh, we thank you so much, Lord. Uh, remind us of the things that squeeze us and pour out of us. And, and that, those are the things that you're working on in our lives, Lord. That's the sanctification that we're going through. And, and I pray, Lord, that we would learn and, and live your word. Uh, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So I entitled this um, Sin, Evil, and the Defiled Heart of Man. Sin, evil, and the defiled heart of man. We'll actually look at this in three parts. We'll look at it in uh, the defilement explained to the crowd in verses 14 through 16. The defilement explained to the disciples in verses 17 through 19. And then the defilement of the heart, a defiled person, in verses 20 through 23. It's almost, you know, the the worship was so beautiful and, and, and just that last song lines up with what we're talking about is breaking down the walls of religion and the tradition of men this is what we're talking about today and it's a continued conversation that's happened uh, since last week now last week remember we were talking about the washing of hands but it really wasn't dealing with the washing of hands it's actually uh, dealing with religion and man-made traditions. Now, one thing we want to start off real quick. Mike, can you grab me my water? I know I shouldn't have drunk water because it makes me thirsty before. I it's part of my, part of my illness. When, I, when, I, when you have Sjogren's, anything, you this makes me thirsty. And for some reason, it dries my voice out. I don't know why. So if I drank sweet tea before... Which is crazy, but then I last the whole service. go figure right um, before we get into it real quick, some of you may have in your your Bibles chapter sixteen's not there, and some of you may have chapter sixteen there. Uh, one of the things that uh, in some of the newer translations they didn't they didn't add uh, verse sixteen in there uh, because it's actually just reiterating what's said in verse. 14 Uh, verse 16 actually if you have a an english uh, uh, standard bible it won't be in there Uh, but if you have it uh, in verse 16 it says let let those who have ears let them hear and so actually when you read verse 14 it's basically the same thing that's being says that he says hear me all of you and understand so in a king james bible it's there in a new king james bible it's there but if you look at an ESV or an NIV or an LT, they didn't put it in there. So if you go, why am I going from 14, 15 to 17? That's why. It's okay. And also, because you may look at it and go, well, wait, did, did Apple mess up when they made the app? Or, when, or what's happening here, You're right? So you've got you to gotta know that. So as we look at this, this past week, we, we're actually dealing with traditions of man. So the conversation's continuing last week something that was said that was really important in mark chapter 7 verses 6 and 7 it says and he said to them well did isaiah prophesize of you hypocrites as it is written the people honor me honors me with their lips but their heart is far from me in vain they they worship me teaching as doctrines the commandments of man and what had happened is they had actually started putting religion over the scripture and they, they said a word that we talked about last week. They used the word Corban. Corban, which means to set aside, right? To set aside for God. But the sad part was, as the scribes and the Pharisees, who were not honoring their father and mother, not taking care of their father and mother, they were saying, my property, my money, all of this is Corban. But they weren't even using it for God. They were using it and keeping it for themselves and so they they weren't even they that's why jesus calls them hypocrites uh, because they weren't even doing what they were telling the people to do and and so for us that's one thing that's that's really funny for me is like i'm not going to tell you something if i'll be honest with you if i'm struggling with something i'm gonna tell you i'm a man you know i struggle with stuff too Just because it's a a pastor or a title that's given doesn't mean that we don't go through battles of spiritual warfare and things that happen in our lives. And so one of the things we need to remember is like, I'm I'm never going to give you something that I'm not going to practice myself. That's something that I the example that I was shown through Pastor Joe. He never the way that he lived his life. I mean, he's still living. I'm not trying to write Joe off. He's teaching today. Matter of fact, Joe's going to kill me for that. But he he set the example by his actions. And so for us, one of the things we need to realize is what Jesus is going to do, he's going to flip their religious traditions on their head right now. And he's actually going to be talking about, and this is what I want to make sure you don't miss, is Jesus is going to be talking about sin. Sin something that we all deal with every one of us and so one of the things i love is is we needed to to talk about what sin is and sin is a a transgression against the law of god or rebellion against god and first john chapter 3 verses 4 through 10 explains it really the best it says everyone who makes the practice of sinning also practices lawlessness sin is lawlessness There's a a big difference between struggling with sin and practicing. Practicing sin means that you are not following what the Holy Spirit's given you, and you're just going to go ahead and keep doing what you're doing. Struggling with sin means that you may struggle with something. I've, I've, I've had people that I've ministered to that may have struggled with alcohol or something, and they do well for five or six years, and they fall. And they get back up, and they... They, they get it going again. And that's a struggle. Uh, practicing sin is where you just keep doing it and you don't care who it hurts or what happens. And, and that's, that's a big difference. But we'll continue reading. It says, you know that, that he appeared in order to take away the sins, Jesus. And in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous, as he is righteous. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. And, and that's an important thing, important statement there. For the devil has been sinning from the very beginning, and the reason the Son of God appeared was not destroyed uh, the works of the devil. No one born of God making a practice of sinning, for God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God and it says in verse 10 by this evident by this it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil and this is very important because I think there are a lot of people who think they're on the narrow road but they're not Uh, we would call them wide wide road walkers they're practicing sin Um, and it says here it says Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. And we know these verses very well, if you've been in church for some time, in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, it says, "For all have fall, uh, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God." All, every one of us, every one of us are a sinner. you know? That's why I always find it funny. Have you ever been to somebody's funeral and, and you know they weren't a good person? And what does everybody say? Oh, he was such a good person. I was like, man, did you know him? I knew him. He wasn't a good person. See, we all think we're good. Right? And it tells us in Romans chapter 3, verse 10, as it is written, none is righteous, no, not one. And in Romans chapter six, verse twenty three, for the wages of sin is death. It's death. One sin. And that's why Jesus comes and, and and puts our sin on him on the cross, dies, defeats death, and is resurrected. And it, it's a matter of, of repentance. And so when we get into these verses in, in verse fourteen, we're dealing with sin. That's why I spent that little bit of time on it. In Mark chapter 7, verse 14, we'll see the defilement. And he's going to bring the crowd to him. He draws the crowd to him. And he called the people to him again in verse 14 and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. That's important. Now, this is Jesus speaking throughout this whole verse, these verses that we're going to be looking at. And he's telling everybody what? All of you, you need to understand. This is very important. These have eternal consequences. Everything that we're talking about today is eternal. You have eternity, every one of you. And this is what we don't get. You either have eternity in heaven or you have eternity in hell. That's, that's, that's the thing. It's all by choice. And if you don't make a choice, the choice is made for you so we need to understand, one of the things I love about this is he's saying, hey, the things that we're going to be talking about, it, these, this ain't dealing with washing of hands. These are the eternal consequences. These are very important. As he draws the crowd to him, he's saying, hey, I'm, that word understand means he's going to bring the pieces of the puzzle together. Right? You throw all those puzzle pieces out when you first start, you have no clue what the picture looks like. You have to keep looking at the box, right? Eventually, you get to that point, and Jesus is going to put that puzzle together so they understand. And he says, there is nothing outside a person, in verse 15, that by going into him can defile him, but the things that come out of a person are what defile him. So, sin is universal. It corrupts every one of us. We're all born with it, right? Right? In Romans chapter 5, verse 12, it says, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, Adam. And you notice he didn't blame the wife. Right? Because who's responsible? The man. And death through sin and sin, uh, and so death spread to all men because all sinned, all of us. And so Jesus is dealing and he's saying, look, these man-made traditions of you washing your hands, thinking that you're washing your hands and you're going to go to heaven. Or you're keeping the Sabbath. You're not following all these traditions on the Sabbath and you're going to go to heaven. Or, or you're not going to eat these unclean foods. That's not going to get you to heaven right he's, he's dealing with the heart he's dealing with eternal security he's saying if you try to keep these traditions of man you can keep them but they're not going to get you to heaven because that's not what the scriptures say and that's for us too as as christians we have these things that we say these little cliches where we take bits and pieces of scripture and we try to throw them on people How about God helps those who help themselves? Is that biblical? No. It's not. It's not in Scripture. If God helped those who help themselves, then why do we need Jesus? But we hear that put out all the time, right? You you realize that 52% of Christians believe that. There is a Barner survey. 52% of Christians believe that is Scripture. It's sad. Because what happens if God helps those who help themselves? You put yourself in front and God is secondary. And that's wrong thinking. In Romans chapter 5, verse 8, it says, But God shows His love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We needed Christ. We can't do this on our own. How about one we all know very well, money is the root of all evil. Not in Scripture. It's It's actually... If you read the scripture in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10, it says, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. They completely flip the scriptures around. What does Satan do? Same thing. It's the same thing. He takes a little bit of scripture and changes little things in it and throws it out there. And people believe this. And honestly, if, if, if money was the root of all evil, then how does the church function? Because the church requires They got to pay bills. How about God won't give you more than you can handle? How many of us have used that before? As an early Christian, I think I threw that one out. Didn't know better. See, I told you, I'll be honest with you. I'm I'm not going to sit up here and act like I I got it all figured out. Man, God won't give you any more than you can handle. That dude should have smacked me in my face. Because he's given me more than I can handle. Right? And the Apostle Paul tells us this. And and the Scripture shows us in 2 Corinthians verses 1, chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. It says, For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. And this is very important. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we we despaired of life itself. That sounds like that's more than they can handle. Right. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. And it's a reminder to us. These are church made sayings that we throw out there. And, and what happens is people try to keep these lists of things. And, and instead of actually understanding the relationship that you have with Christ is your priority. The time that you spend with the Lord. That's what we talked about this past week in the book of Daniel. There's an appointed time. And do you have an appointed time each day with God? You need to. And and if you want to linger, that's better. Linger for 15 minutes. Linger for 20 minutes. You want to hear from the Lord? Linger. And you'll start hearing. Don't be so busy sometimes. But what happens is people will keep traditions. And they think that. Oh, I've sinned, so let me do this, right? Let me tithe more. Oh, I'm going to go on the mission trip now. I'll go, I'll go to Wednesday service. And they're trying to make it up. You know what that is? That's Catholic penance. That's, that's not how this functions. We, we, if, if we've sinned, then we need to repent. Right, we need to repent because we're dealing with the heart. And and when we don't when we don't repent, what we're doing is we're we're that's what God was saying in the in last week was your heart is far from me, your heart is far from me. You're trying to keep these traditions of men, and, and the religion needs to stop. In verse seventeen, we see the defilement explained to the disciples. So the disciples didn't get this. And it's okay because this, this goes against everything they have learned since they were kids. Okay? It, it completely flips the script. And it, and it says, and, and when he had entered the house and left the people, his disciples asked him about the parable in Matthew 15, 15. One of the things I love is Peter's the one who asked. But Peter said to him, Explain the parable to us. They're struggling with it. And, and, it, and it's not really a struggle with... The tradition part of it, they understand the tradition part of it. The struggle is it goes against everything that they knew. It went against everything that they knew. And so instead of questioning the old beliefs, they questioned Jesus. And sometimes we do that. And that's okay. You're gonna go through struggles in your faith and you're gonna say, Jesus, I need you, I need explanation, I need help. I I I just I need you to, to 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 clear the path so I can understand what is happening right now that's why spending time with him daily is important so you can you can listen you can hear from him you know you want to hear from God you need to be in his word that's how we hear from him we spend time meditating on his word and and so Peter was the one who was asking the question and um, what I love is that the Lord was so patient and he's willing to explain it to him and so to them, the, the they looked at sin, and, and everyone in this tradition looked at sin as something that you inherited. It's because of what your parents did, and you inherited that sin. It was your circumstances. I didn't catch a lot of fish today because, well, I guess I sinned. Right? They looked at it in that way. And so this was going completely against what they, what they knew. And in, in, in verse 18, Jesus is going to say to them, and he said to them, then are you also without understanding? Are you lacking understanding? And one of the things that means is it means actually to lack discernment. To lack discernment. They they couldn't make sense of it. It it was going over their head. And so Jesus is going to explain it to them. It was a radical idea. It was something that was a, a spiritual revolution to them. Because it goes against everything that the scribes and the Pharisees had taught to that point. This is a new teaching. He says, Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile him, since it enters not his heart, but uh, his stomach, and it is expelled? So what he's talking about here is he's saying, Hey, what you eat goes to the stomach, comes out the the other end, right? It's expelled. But it never touches the heart right the heart is where we have our actions our words our intentions when you're squeezed trust me we'll know what your heart is full of have you ever been around somebody and go man they're so spiritual but then when the world starts pressing on them (laughs) they're taking it out on everybody right because that's that god is exposing that and he's allowing that to happen so you can you can repent and grow it's part of sanctification for Christians. It's part of our sanctification. It's part of us to, you know, He doesn't want those things to sit on your heart, because what happens is they start to get hard, and then guess what? You don't need to be squeezed to get upset. You can just get upset because you feel like you can get upset, and that's a dangerous place to be. And so God is is saying, hey, one of the things that that Jesus is saying is that the man made rules, there's nothing wrong with them, but when you place those over over the scriptures and you think that they're going to keep you clean like your sin that's where they're wrong and so that's why for us we have to share the gospel because if i share the gospel with somebody today the first thing i'll ask them is do you know god what's the first thing i'm going to say yes okay well i need to go a little further do you know jesus yes you going to heaven well, I'm a good person. That's the first thing that's going to come out of their mouth. I struggle a bit, but I, I I'm I should be qualified to get into heaven. You're not. You need to share the gospel with them. You need to share the truth with them, because it tells us in Scripture that that none is righteous, no not one. And see what'll happen is people will you share the gospel with them, and they get upset with you because they want to tell you, well. I was raised this way, it's my circumstances. They blame everybody. They blame the school system. They blame their parents. They'll blame the government. They'll even blame God. But at the end of the day, they need to blame the person that's looking in the mirror because we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. See, we have a society today that loves to put blame on everybody but themselves. And so sharing the gospel is not easy, but it still needs to be done because you have a lot of people that are living in fear, that are struggling with faith and trying to understand what's going on in the world, and you have the answers. You know how this is going to end. And and at the end of the day, their, their eternal uh place of residency is going to be more important than offending somebody if they get upset they get upset you move on to the next person you know that's that's how it goes trust me i I have been flipped off in h-e-b got the one finger salute one time well they were fighting on the way in i mean physically fighting and nobody this is what drives me nuts and so, uh, you know what, I'll get to that later because <laughs> I'm going to go somewhere that <laughs> the Lord don't need me to go right now. All right. So he talks about bad food, right? And he's saying that bad food, that's not going to make you sick. But being spiritually unclean is a hard issue in that will. And so in, in verse 19, it, it says in uh since then is not his heart, but his stomach, and is expelled. Thus declared all foods clean. Now remember, Peter's asking them this question, but Peter's going to be the one dealing with this issue in the book of Acts. Remember, he gets the sheet that's rolled out, and, and God is saying, that, you know, uh, rise, Peter, in verse 13 of Acts chapter 10, verse 13. Rise, Peter, kill, and eat. But Peter said, By no means, Lord, for I have n- never eaten anything that is common or unclean in verse 15 and the voice came to him again a second time what what god has made clean do not call common this has happened three times this is peter's peter's thing three times and and the thing that was taken up at once to heaven this is one of the things that stood out to me about this is peter's the one who asked the question and jesus says thus he declared all foods clean and peter forgot scripture so it happens okay it happens i mean at the end of the day one of the things peter ends up ends up eating you know, and and so but i i that just stood out to me because peter was the one that was was asking jesus in the first place finally the last point we have is the defilement of the heart of defiled person and he said what comes out of a person is what defiles him And so one of the things he's saying is that it continually comes out of the person. It does. It it, it Continually. You've given your life to Christ, right? You've been sealed with the Holy Spirit, but you still struggle with sin. Okay? And if you say no, let's just go out in traffic. I'll drive. Me and you will meet, and we'll go somewhere in traffic on Monday morning at about 730. And we'll see how quickly you get upset (laughs) sitting in that traffic our hearts are you know it's is there it's evident and so one of the things that that i love is that the 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 pharisees and the scribes they thought that it was because i'm a good person but god is saying it's totally discounting that it's like it's your heart it's your heart and so that's why you know when people say they're good right i'm inherently good that's secular thinking Oh, my child is good. No, they're not. My grandchildren are bad. My little four-year-old, Grace, knows how to lie. And nobody taught her that. Because why? She's born with sin. Grace, did you do? No. I just watched you do it. (laughs) But see, that's secular thinking. And if you if you believe or you adhere to that, to think that we're all inherently good, well, this is what I was talking about. We're not all inherently good. There was a woman that was raped in Philadelphia for 40 minutes, and instead of anyone stepping up to help her, they filmed it. No, we're not all inherently good. In Atlanta, we had a... a, a Two individuals that were shot, and instead of anybody trying to help after the people left, they filmed it. It was the social networks, Instagram, that actually called the police. If anything, we're becoming less. We're seeing more evil than we've had in, in a long time. And as I was saying, that that couple that was fighting on their way into HEB, they were about to go to blows. And so I stopped them and asked them, can I pray for y'all? And they started arguing. They kept arguing through the whole store. I just was going getting my groceries at that point. And then I was like just praying, like, Lord, help me. And so and eventually she turned around and flipped me off. I was just like, I'm just getting meat now. I'm, I'm not even following you. And, but then they started arguing about me and arguing about God. And I was like, well, at least they're not going to kill each other. They can they can hate me, but that's that's the evil that that we see in this world. And that's why he says, and, and, and he said, what comes out of a person is what defiles him from within, out of the heart of man, from within, out of the heart of man. comes evil thoughts, sexual morality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness, and all these evil things come from within and they defile a person. There was a time when, when God flooded the world and, and in Genesis chapter 6 verse 5 he said the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of his thoughts of his heart were only evil continually. And, and the more that we see this is the, the closer we're getting to the return of Christ. In Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9 and 10 it says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick who can understand it I, the Lord, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruits of his deeds. That's why, you know, for us, we need to cleanse our heart daily to be in his word. In Psalm 14:1, it says, The fool says in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They do abominable deeds. There is none who does good. And in Proverbs 4, verse 23, Keep your heart with all vigilance. From it flows the spring of life. The springs of life flow out of your heart. In Proverbs verse 20, verse 9, it says, Who can say that I have made my sin pure? I am am I clean from my sin? You can't make yourself clean. Jesus can. That's why we know that verse in Romans chapter 10, verse 9. You're very familiar with it. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and what? Believe in your heart. That's what Jesus is talking about in the heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved that's what jesus does and and you know as we go through these next little bits and i'm going to unpack these 13 sins very quickly um we need to remember at the end of the day you have the power those of you that have given your life to christ you have the power of the holy spirit in you you have no victory over sin jesus does and so we need to cling to christ a lot of times we try to do it in our own strength and we fail and and so that's why he lists these sins and the first one he gives us is evil thoughts right that's where everything begins is evil thoughts that's where the root of sin begins that's where it began for david and and david and and uh, samuel uh second samuel 11 verses 2 and 3 it happened late one afternoon when david arose from the couch and was walking on the roof in the king's house that he saw from the roof a woman bathed and the woman was very beautiful and david sent and inquired about the woman now first off david was supposed to be at war he wasn't supposed to be at home that speaks on a whole nother level about stuff you man you need to be busy busy about doing the work of the lord you need to be busy about serving and providing for your family that's your that's your responsibility my my one thing i remember my pastor saying you should be so tired when you go to bed. You shouldn't have to be up all night. You should just hit the bed and be out. Because you're pouring out. You're pouring out to your wife. You're pouring out to your kids. You're pouring out at work. Right? But then David, David sees that she's beautiful. And now the thought is going in the head. The thought is there. And he acts on it. Because he says, uh, David sent and inquired about the woman. So evil thoughts or thoughts are what get a lot of people in trouble. Because what we do is we indulge them in our hearts and then we, we start thinking about them. And the next thing we know, we act on them. Because, I mean, David probably never thought that he was going to commit adultery, commit sexual morality, murder somebody, all from that one thought. And nobody ever does about their sin. They think it's not going to affect anybody. In Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26, and it says, And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. In 2 Corinthians five seventeen, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Part of dealing with our thought pattern is giving it over to the Lord. Uh, you know at the end of the day that's why washing ourselves with the word you have the word you need to be filled and ready with the armor of God and and so many Christians don't spend time in the word don't spend time in prayer don't spend time in fellowship they come to church and everything's just fine marriage is great and it's not it's not so we, we have to be real about these things, right? I'm not saying you have to tell everybody in the church, but there's somebody usually in the church that you can, you can talk to and pour your heart out to and get godly wisdom and advice from, right? Next thing he gives is sexual morality. Uh, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4, Let the marriage bed be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled, for God will judge the sexual immoral and adulterous. Now why do I read you that scripture? Anything that's done outside the marriage bed is sin. Husband and wife. That's it. And you go, "Well, wait a minute. If I'm if I'm living with my boyfriend or my girlfriend, no, you're living in sin. Right? In Matthew chapter 19 verses 4 4 through uh, 6, Jesus explains this. He answered and have you not read that who created them, beginning made them male and female. So gender, it's out the window. That gender thing. So male and female, right? And he said, therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother to hold fast to his wife. And the two shall become one flesh, so they are no longer two, but uh, one flesh, whatever. Therefore, God is joined together. Let no man separate. And so... Anything that's done outside the marriage bed, pornography, adultery, right? Uh, let's, let's go a little further. Matthew chapter 5, verse 28. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with, it, with it, her in his heart. And you can, you can say a, a woman too, who looks lustfully at a man. theft uh you go well well, i'm a christian i don't steal do you steal time at work do you get an hour lunch and you take an hour and a half you're a christian you should be setting the standard do you get a 15 minute break and you took a 30 do you not report something on your taxes that's all theft and i'm gonna read you something in john chapter 12 verse 6 it says and he said not because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. And having charge of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. There was also someone who said that they were a Christian, but was a poser, and his name was Judas, and he was a thief. Right? Murder. Uh, David never thought that he would murder somebody, but his, his, that original evil thought got into that right adultery which we talked about coveting in luke chapter 12 verse 15 and he said to them take care of take care and be on your guard against all covetousness for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions right wickedness malice evil uh, purpose wickedness means that you're deliberately being mean you, you, you've gone out of your way to deliberately be mean at somebody, right? Deceit. Uh, most men will figure this one out. Deceit actually in the strong concordance means a fish hook. It's like setting a a trap. You're, you're actually deliberately attempting to mislead or trick someone. You're setting the trap. Setting the bait. Sensuality. Lacking legal or moral restraints. These are all from the Strong's Concordance. Lacking legal or moral constraints, restraint. And if you look at our culture today, we see both of those things happening. In the entertainment culture as well as sexual morality that's that's out. Envy, meaning that you literally look on someone's success or happiness and you want evil to come upon them. Slander is when you speak of of others and you wound somebody by reputation of evil reports. You abuse speech against someone by telling lies to offend them. Pride. We know pride goes before the fall. In Obadiah verses 1-3, it says the pride of your heart has deceived you. You who live in the cliffs of the rock in your lofty dwelling who say in your heart who will bring them down to the ground. And then foolishness and this is one that I remember one of the pastors I knew um, struggled with this because he said he used to always joke around. And, and, and if you knew him personally, it, it was, that's just how his heart was. And it was always funny. But eventually he ended up hurting somebody in the church But with this foolishness. And, and it's senseless, this thoughtfulness, thoughtfulness and recklessness, folly, meaning that you're doing it in reckless like you don't care who it hurts because the joke's more important that's foolishness and so we need to we need to look at these these are 13 sin that that jesus gave now there are many other sins but these are 13 that jesus gave and i think it's important for us to to, to check our hearts on these things um, i know for me i was like man there's some some stuff too because i can joke around too And Teresa will look at me sometimes like, hey, you need to, or the kids will be like, you need to, (laughs) I get foolish. Lord, help me. I told y'all I'm going to be real with y'all. You know, and so at the end of the day, there's things that Mike has to repent for too. Okay. Now, as I was looking at that verse today, that was one of the ones I was like, you know what, Lord, I can be foolish at times. Forgive me right and it says and all these things come from within and they defile a person the the beauty of all of this and we'll end right here is hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 and 16 says for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses but one who in every respect has been has been tempted as we are yet without sin let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. No matter what you're going through, Jesus loves you. He he sympathizes with you. He never sinned, but he understands the struggle. He was tempted. Lord knows he had to deal with these men. They brought in all stars from Jerusalem to try to trip him up. And 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 you know, he's just saying that if we get anything from this teaching, and, and through the, these verses that we read this week, just remember, be careful with traditions of men. Be careful with making a list of things, becoming legalistic to where you go, I got to do this and this and this. And you're just not in your relationship. I think Teresa shared something with me about the, from the women's retreat. And she's, you know she talked about Martha and Mary and just how important the relationship part of it is. And it is. It's not a religion so we we need to pray that break down the walls of religion and the walls of the traditions of men and let's follow the scriptures of god let's pray father god we thank you so much for today we do pray and i ask lord as we read these these um these sins from your son jesus christ lord if there is any of them that we need to work on if there's anything that that you've shown in our hearts that uh that that we need to repent of help us with that lord and, and just continue to give us the, the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, that we would lean heavily on you, uh, be in your word, spend time in prayer, be able to apply your word. If you showed us that, you know, maybe I got a little pride or maybe I'm becoming covetous, you know, let us repent of it and give us the power and the strength to uh, to to overcome it, Lord, and, and uh, to keep our eyes focused on you. We love this city, Lord. We pray for divine. We pray for each person here. We pray for the marriages and the families. And we thank you for everybody that watched online today. We, we just pray and ask that you just have a blessed week. And, uh, and we just ask, Lord, that you just continue to allow the word to marinate in our hearts. And, and anything that needs to be removed, remove it. We thank you and we ask these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless y'all. If you need to get a hold of me, CalvaryDivine.org. I was thinking when when Sarah, poor Sarah, she does so much already. And then she she's trying to remember if it's Calvary Chapel, Calvary Divine. And so CalvaryDivine.org. The other thing is too, is like whenever you come to church, if you don't want to use a piece of paper, you can use your phone. The the verse, the worship is on the phone. You just click on it, it'll pull right up and you can join in and sing that way. And eventually we'll get this how many we got good eyes in the back right i can't read that from back there so i don't know we'll have to see if we can get the words up here we need to work on that so that's something we need to do but if you need to get a hold of me CalvaryDivine.org. god bless y'all thank you so much that was pastor michael petite from calvary divine texas remember if you need to get more information on the church you can do that at CalvaryDivine.org. god bless